Welcome to ETF Market Insights, a weekly show focusing on the evolving world of ETF investing. Each Friday, a new panel of thought leaders aims to provide investment education and insights with the goal of helping you become an informed investor. Make sure to visit youtube.com slash ETF Market Insights to watch previous episodes. And remember to hit subscribe so you receive a notification when we post new content and when we go live each Friday. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome back to ETF Market Insights. I'm your host, Aaron Allen with BMO ETFs. And welcome to today's session where we're going to be talking about tax loss selling or tax loss harvesting, as it's also known. Uh, a strategy that in effect can help you lower your tax bill. Uh, we're gonna look at how ETFs are effective tools uh, to use when executing a strategy like this. So just as a reminder today, we're not providing you any advice or investment recommendations. Today's episode, like all of our episodes, is about providing education around ETFs and around the market uh, for Canadian do-it-yourself investors. With me today, I have Alfred Lee, my colleague, a portfolio manager and investment strategist with BMO ETFs. So Alfred, it's great to have you back. Before we get started, I just wanted to give a quick reminder to check out our YouTube channel to watch any episodes you may have missed. Um, and in case you missed it, the past two weeks, we've had our special edition of ETF Market Insights, our fall into ETFs double headers. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed those shows and uh, you can get catch those on our YouTube channel. And please also subscribe so that you're notified as future shows go live. So today uh, for our one minute update, I've put this chart in here um, as it's the start of the month. It's always fun to look at flows. I think it's helpful for investors to know what the overall market is doing. Um, and here we're showing the flows by sector. Uh, and this is for US listed uh, ETFs because uh, that's what I had available to me at the time. Um, but it's interesting to see here the amount going into technology over the month of October, uh, which, which sort of shows a bit of a, a sentiment shift, I think, um, in investors. Um, and, you know, a large amount of money, of course, continuing to flow into energy and financials, um, which has been a big theme this year. And again, we're seeing uh, outflows from the ESG space and also the utility space. Okay, Alfred, let's get into tax loss harvesting and uh, sort of get down to business here. Uh, can you give us sort of an intro into what a tax loss selling strategy entails? Sure. So I guess it is that time again where it's uh, time to look at tax loss harvesting. Um, so it's a, it's a very useful tool. Keep in mind, you could do it at any point of the year, but generally people wait till the end of the year, just given that they know um, where security prices lie. Um, but generally what it is, is, you know, I think a lot of people, they dedicate a lot of their efforts in terms of, you know, focusing on the investment side of their portfolio, but the tax side of the equation, I would argue, is equally as important. So how tax, tax loss harvesting works is essentially, you know, you identify security that is in a capital loss position, so versus your adjusted book value. <clears throat> and then what you do is you identify an ETF that provides a very similar market exposure. So Using an example, why don't we use, you know, a bank, for example, if you hold um, a Canadian bank that's trading at a loss versus your adjusted book value, what you do is you find an ETF that provides a very similar exposure. So, you know, there's a number of uh, ETFs that provide exposure to the Canadian banks. And what you do is you sell that single bank. And then what you do is with those proceeds, 
you reinvest the proceeds into a bank ETF in order to maintain a similar exposure. So what you do by uh, you know, doing this trade is basically you crystallize the loss in order to use those loss to apply against capital gains that you might have in other parts of your portfolio. But why you're using the ETF is to maintain a market exposure. So if the banks rally, you're still not missing out on, the, on those um, opportunities. Yeah, and this is a you know very common strategy for a lot of advisors to to use. I think it's a little bit underutilized by uh, sort of the do-it-yourself investor community. So I think it's great that we're just uh, giving an overview on this today. Um, let's talk about some of the benefits in terms of why an investor would do this. What's the benefit to them? So you know, as I mentioned, I think you know taxes. Uh, it's a very part important part of your portfolio strategy, right? So um, as I mentioned, I think you know if you have gains in in parts of your portfolio. Um, it's good to crystallize the losses just so you better manage uh, the taxes at the end of the year. So um, you potentially could pay less taxes, which is you know, obviously going to be good for your total returns. Um, it could also you know, turn a negative situation into a positive one. Um, keep in mind, you know, a lot of times when you invest in a specific you know, security, very often it takes a long time for that, you know, that thesis to come into fruition, right? So sometimes you're early on that trade doesn't mean you're necessarily wrong, but for the time being, because it is trading at a loss, you could take advantage of that by selling the security, crystallizing that loss to apply against gains that you might have in other parts of your portfolio. Perfect. Yeah, definitely a way to turn um, not a great year on the markets into, into maybe a positive for your uh, tax bill. Okay, can you walk us through, uh, we sort of got an example here with some numbers to show how it works. Can you walk us through this? Yeah, so I think applying numbers um, obviously gives a better illustration of how it works. Um, so let's say you have stock ABC that's trading at a 20% discount uh, versus your purchase price. Um, so this one is basically a paper loss at this at this point. Um, stock XYZ, which you sold earlier, um, you sold at a 20% gain to its purchase price. So right now, at this point, you owe capital gains on that 20% gain on stock XYZ. So in order to, you know, at least partially offset this, what you could do is you could sell ABC in order to crystallize the loss. So turning that paper loss into an actual loss. And then by doing so, you essentially crystallize those losses in order to apply against the gains that you have against stock XYZ. Um, and then what you could do is you can take the proceeds from selling stock ABC and then investing it into a similar exposure um, so that way, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if that stock runs, um, you're still not missing out on that opportunity. So that's why a lot of people use ETFs for that replacement vehicle, because it does provide investors with a very similar exposure to their original uh, investment. Great, thanks. And there's a few uh, considerations that investors should take when when looking at a strategy like this. So, you know, again, we always consult uh, advise you to consult with a tax advisor, but walk us through some of the key things that investors should be thinking about here. Sure. So uh, some key things. Um, obviously, this year has not been a pretty year. Uh, notable losses, both in uh, fixed income and equity. So a lot of investors may say, you know what, I don't really have gains in my portfolio uh, this year, so there's no point in doing this. The good thing with tax loss harvesting is that you can retroactively apply it um, for the last three years. So that means if you had gains in the last three years, you could go back and take those losses um, that you crystallized this year and apply it against um, you know, gains that you've had in the prior three years. 
you could also um, carry them forward indefinitely as well. So I think those it's good to have those um, you know pocket those losses. So in case you do have you know capital gains next year or in the future, um, you always have those in your back pocket to apply against potential uh, future gains as well. There are certain um, um, things that you should note as well. So if you sell a security, you can't buy back that same security within 30 days. So if you sell, you know, let's say stock ABC, and then you buy it back right away, that basically nullifies the benefits, at least from a tax loss harvesting perspective. Um, so those are, you know, some key things to keep in mind. Um, the last day for selling a stock, both in Canada and US, is uh, December 28th this year. And I should also note that even though we are giving examples for equities, it also applies to um, fixed income and other asset classes as well. So if you have losses, you know, keep in mind that you could also sell, you know, fixed income to crystallize those losses as well. Yeah, or excuse me, sell an ETF too, right? If it's down and then move into another ETF. And if you're going to do that, of course, you just have to ensure that it is a different underlying index. It is a different product that you're investing in uh, to ensure that you can crystallize that loss. Now, you mentioned ETFs are a great tool for this, but let's uh, walk through uh, a bit more in terms of why they're so effective. Yeah, so, you know, as uh, our listeners probably know, you know, with ETFs, uh, the universe is just so expansive at this point. I mean, you have everything from broad-based ETFs all the way down to, you know, very targeted ETFs that provide you with exposures to, you know, sectors, industries, themes, or whatever it may be. So in terms of your replacement vehicle, you could go, you know, the entire market, like the TSX or the S&P 500, or you can replace, you know, going back to the bank example, replace a bank with a bank ETF. So there's many different ways in which you could play it. Um, ETFs are very low cost as well. So for example, you could get um, exposure to an ETF at, you know, six basis points management fee. Uh, ETFs are also very diversified. So because they are a portfolio of securities, um, you're better able to minimize or mitigate a lot of that you know, uh, stock-specific risk or company-specific risk. Um, ETFs are also very transparent as, as well, so you know exactly what you own. And the liquidity aspect, I think, is very important as well because ETFs are essentially, you know, you could trade them anytime the market is open. You have intraday liquidity, um, so it's a good it's a good uh, feature to have that um, additional liquidity above, you know, um, other investment vehicles like mutual funds, for example. Uh, one thing I would keep in mind is that, you know, when you're looking at Canadian sector specifically, because of the nature of our market, certain sectors, you could have, you know, one or two companies that dominate that specific sector. Um, so one thing to keep in mind is, you know, potentially, or, you know, you may want to consider things like an equal weight strategy in order to better distribute that company specific risk. Yeah, for sure. That's a good, a good tip there. I think a lot of investors are probably uh, looking for some examples. So we've got some examples here of how you could could execute the, the strategy using ETFs. This is the Canadian market. Walk us through some of the biggest losers this year. <laughs> so uh, I think Shopify is a good example, you know, obviously down 79%. Um, so not exactly the best year for Shopify. Uh, Shopify does make up a good percentage of the uh, TSX index. So, you know, this is one example where you could sell Shopify and then you could just buy a broad market ETF to maintain, you know, exposure to the entire market. So you could replace Shopify with an ETF like ZCN, which provides exposure to the overall uh, S&P TSX. 
you can go more specific as well. So IMG, so I am gold, um, down 60% this year. Um, you can replace it with the equal weight global gold ETF, which is tickers at GD. And uh, REITs is another good example where um, allied properties, you know, down 37% this year. You could use the equal weight REIT ETF, uh, Z or E, in order to maintain exposure. So a number of different ways you could play it. Keep in mind that you can sell any, you could sell a stock and you could replace it with an ETF that provides very similar exposure, but also if you've changed your thesis. So say, for example, you know, if you sold a bank stock, but all of a sudden you want to go into gold, that's still applicable as well. So it doesn't matter what you use as a, a replacement vehicle. Another thing we see a lot of investors do is um, if they don't have an idea right away, they could also sell the security before the timeline and then move into a cash or a cash-like ETF in order to just crystallize the losses first and then just go into a money market ETF to collect the yield for the time being and then figure it out later later on. Yeah, that's a good tip. If you think there's you know further down downward movement in the markets, you might want to just take the money off and put it in money market for the time being. Um, okay, and the same here for the U.S. market. Walk us through some some ideas here. Sure. So Netflix is uh, I would say a good example, down uh, 63% uh, this year. So a good way to replace that one is you know sell Netflix and replace it with our uh, cover call technology ETF ZWT. Um, another one is Nike. Uh, Nike tends to be widely owned by a lot of investors. That's down uh, 47% this year. You could replace it with the uh, BMO MSCI US uh, high quality index ETF ZUQ. Uh, another good example would be, let's say, JP Morgan, for example, which is down 32% this year. You can replace it with an ETF that provides exposure to the US banks. Um, such as the equal weight U.S. bank ETF, ZBK or ZUB. Perfect. So you've given us a lot of uh, good examples there. Um, if you have another stock that you're holding um, that's that's in a loss position this year and you want to find an ETF to, to replace it, uh, we have a great tool on our website uh, for you to check out. It's called our screener tool. So if you go to etfmarketinsights.com, you'll see a link there to tools. And here you can put in any security um, and it'll screen for all the ETFs that hold that security and it'll rank them by uh, the highest weight. So this includes not just BMO ETFs, all ETFs, and uh, I encourage you to check that out because it's a great tool to, to help specifically with this strategy. Um, Lastly, I just wanted to uh, review year-end distributions. Um, with this tax loss strategy, if you are going to be buying into an ETF close to the end of the year, you want to be aware um, that there could be a capital gains distribution at the end of the year on any ETF. And so really just understand the implications uh, of that with respect to the strategy that you're going into. Um, so generally, ETF providers are going to be providing a press release um, soon, mid-November, with um, estimates of those year-end distributions. So you may want to wait uh, for that to make sure that the ETF you're going into uh, is, and that's just an estimate, of course, but that'll give you an idea of what the year-end distribution might be. Um, and then final year-end distribution amounts comes out mid-January, so you can see exactly the amount that you're going to get. So just be aware of that so that you're not surprised by any uh, cap gains tax bill that you might get. Um, and then, of course, the, the actual 
taxable amounts will not be reported until 2023, and that'll include all the tax characteristics of those distributions as well. So just be aware of that. Um, where can you find information on these year-end distributions? You can go to the ETF provider's website under tax and distributions, and that'll give you an idea. You can look back at previous years, uh, which may give you an indication of the amount that ETF pays out typically. Um, so of course, I encourage you to check out that as well before uh, moving into an ETF. So that caps off our quick discussion today on tax loss harvesting. Thanks, Alfred, for all those great insights. We do have a couple uh, audience questions, and I want to re-encourage everybody on etfmarketinsights.com. We have a big question box there. Um, you can send me a note. Uh, if I don't answer it on our, our weekly webinar, uh, I will get back to you via email. But Alfred, a couple timely questions came in this week, and this one I'm going to I'm going to send your way. Can you comment on the Fed's decision this week to raise rates by another 75 beeps? Sure. Um, so that 75 basis points was largely expected by the market. Um, I think the way the market was moving over the last couple of weeks, maybe some people were anticipating maybe a 50 basis point rate hike. Uh, but overall, I think a lot of investors were just, you know, looking at the language that um, Chairman Powell was saying after the meeting. So. Um, a lot of people were looking for languages that, um, you know, he potentially may pivot to soften um, his hawkish tone. Um, so we didn't necessarily get that. But one big key uh, difference was that I think, um, and we're going to get better clarity of this in the December uh, FOMC meeting, uh, potentially when he raises the dot plot. So where uh, that's basically the um, committee members and their expectations of where they think rates will be. And at the end of 2023, so potentially what may happen is that they may raise the ceiling in terms of the terminal rates for interest rates, uh, which which gives them more room, but then potentially slow the pace of uh, how quickly they're raising rates. So um, I think yesterday I gave us a little bit of color, but the December meeting is going to show us a lot more in terms of what the Fed is planning. Perfect. Thank you. And then the second question is very timely. Can I use Betty B for a tax loss strategy for my shares in a couple of the big Canadian banks? So yeah, of course, everything, uh, most things were down a bit this year. So um, for Canadian banks, Betty B is our equal weight Canadian banks ETF. So it holds all the big banks uh, in an equal weight manner. And, and yeah, it's a great solution for uh, moving that into to crystallize any losses. Um, so definitely uh, a valid strategy there. And I think it gives you a, a more diversified exposure uh, going forward as well. So that if you are just sitting in one bank, that'll give you that diversification at, at a low cost. So that's great. That caps off another week of ETF Market Insights. Thank you, Alfred, for joining me again. Um, it's a great time to be discussing tax loss selling as we head into to the year end and as we had a, quite a tough year on the markets across all sectors. Um, I want to just give a quick reminder uh, about our blog. We have a, a blog post that we are um, doing twice a month now on etfmarketinsights.com. So uh, we are going to be including this in our weekly email as well, but I encourage you to check that out. We are leveraging our, our experts and they are writing some great content for you. So please check that out. Uh, next week is Remembrance Day, so we will not be having a session. We'll return on November 18th and we're going to look at all-in-one solutions or asset allocation ETFs with Chris McKinney. And we're going to be focusing on some of our more unique uh, income-oriented asset allocation solutions. So I hope you'll join us then. Bye for now.
Thank you for watching this week's episode of ETF Market Insights. To stream any previous episode of ETF Market Insights series, please visit youtube.com slash ETF Market Insights. Remember to hit subscribe and sign up for alerts so you know when we post new content. Also, we invite you to visit our accompanying website for ETF tools, education, and much more at etfmarketinsights.com. Once again, thank you for watching. The session provided is for information purposes only. Any reference to a particular company or product is for illustrative purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell. Particular investments and or trading strategies should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance.